Welcome to the Keos Podcast, a series dedicated to bringing you the best claims and legal insight. Hi, and welcome to this latest Market Affairs podcast. I'm Natalie Lander, Head of Market Affairs for Keos, and um, I'm joined today by Callum McPhail, who I'll let introduce himself in a second. And our topic for discussion today is surrounding autonomous vehicles and specifically some of the wider data implications that as an industry we're going to need to consider and all those parties interested and involved in that wide-scale introduction of self-driving vehicles into the UK roads in the coming years years, whether that's government, vehicle manufacturers, insurers or AV owners and users themselves. Callum, I'll head uh, to you now to introduce yourself and um, and your recent uh, market involvement. Thanks, Natalie. Uh, so I'm Callum McPhail. I've been with Kios since February this year and, and working um, uh, in the market affairs area and um, looking at some strategy areas as well. Um, I've recently uh, been um, working with a, with a major insurer and certainly had a fairly long interest in the automated vehicle area. Thanks, Callum. So uh, with your interest in this particular topic, I wanted to ask you a few questions. And to start with, looking at the recent joint report on automated vehicles from the Law Commission and Scottish Law Commission, that's, I mean, over 300 pages, covers an awful lot of ground. Um, Why have you decided to focus here on the data angle? Why is this important? Okay, I think I'll start by confessing that I have not read every word of that joint report and its appendices. But I think it's clear that the report covers pretty pretty much every conceivable aspect from when a vehicle should be considered capable of driving itself safely through the introduction of new legal actors to responsible marketing and legal duties, as well as the criminal and civil liability. But I'm not sure it does or perhaps was even intended to tease out the really practical aspects, the the nuts and bolts of what some of the data considerations will or should mean if it's all going to work effectively for everyone. So that's why uh, I've looked at it today. Can you give us an example of what you mean? Yep, um, I'm pretty sure that most people these days understand that uh, businesses are are hungry for data and we certainly don't have time to explore the rights and wrongs of, of how they might get that data. But data helps provide insight and helps inform decision-making. The report highlights very clearly the need for those that will control automated vehicle data to disclose that data to insurers where it's necessary to decide claims fairly and accurately. It does seem hard to imagine how an insurer could provide a fair and reasoned assessment of accident circumstances um, and and therefore a fair and reasonable outcome for their customers if there is no access to that vital data that's connected with any particular accident. Um, So I think it's good that the, the report recommends introducing a statutory duty of disclosure to that effect. But but I guess I'm interested in what that disclosure of data could or should mean in practical terms. So what data will be shared? How will it be used? When will it be shared? Where will it be stored? How long will it be kept? I think those are some of the things that that perhaps are, are of interest today. 
so what you're saying is that, that the report is um, acknowledges the role of data but is vague in terms of the detail um, so let's talk about the nature of the data itself then what which do you think will be the most important aspects of those you've listed I think that whatever the specific content of the data shared uh, we should be seeking clarification around the format and accuracy of the data itself so section 13.42 of the report confirms that there are currently no international standards for collision detection systems. But if all vehicle manufacturers will be duty bound to share their AV data in relation to accidents, then surely it, it has to be in a common or standardised format and, and it has to meet standards relating to the, the calibrated accuracy of the data itself and the ease or consistency of, of its interpretation. I think there has to be a degree of assurance that the data gives an accurate representation of what happened and insurers cannot be expected to, to have to reformat or manipulate data if it arrives in different formats from different manufacturers. I think if these things are, are not addressed then any analysis will become virtually impossible and, and the data would therefore be useless. I, th I think another thing to, to consider is that with any potential road accident dispute, the ultimate recourse is by way of litigation through the court process. And therefore, any data released by the manufacturers will presumably have to be capable of being used as evidence in court and consequently in a format and to a standard that validates the very accuracy of the data itself. And and presents it in a consistent and understandable form. If it cannot be accepted as evidence, then it's not going to help to resolve claims fairly or accurately. Okay, so some clear need to standardise the format of the data that's shared across the um, various manufacturers there. And how do you see the data itself actually being used? Well, I think the data will need to, to validate certain pretty basic components, uh, including the location, whether it was in AV mode, speed, direction, any detected collision information. I think we should be asking, will there be a place for dash cam or, or other camera footage? Uh, you'd, you'd think that might make sense in today's world. Whatever the views are at this stage, the, the code of practice on an AV data mentioned in the report I think will be vitally important in, in shaping the future model for, for accident claims involving AVs. The vehicle manufacturers will obviously want to discourage and avoid potential products liability fishing expeditions from insurers who may be attempting to clarify whether a system malfunction might have caused an accident, but there will need to be a balance struck so that insurers are comfortable that they don't have to pick up the cost of every AV accident just because they cannot access sufficient data to pursue a manufacturer for a product defect. I think all the parties need to recognise that collaboration in this will be essential if a workable AV expansion strategy is, is to be pursued. A fair point there. I think, you know, insurers have obligations as well to their 
policyholders and also to their shareholders to make sure they're picking up the right things. Yep. And there's that simple basic, you know, being able to to say confidently this is one for us or not. Yeah. Is there anything else to think about as far as when data should be shared? Well, well, I think that any rules or protocols for data sharing will need to provide for that data sharing to happen at the earliest opportunity so that insurers and, and consumers are not left in limbo waiting for that essential data to be delivered, which will be necessary to enable liability assessments to be made. So much has to be done in terms of, of the CPR to streamline process and accelerate decision making. So it would be crazy if the requirement to share data was not immediate. So you also mentioned storage and retention of AV data. Is this all clear or are there things that still need to be sorted out there? Well, retention periods for holding the data have um, unsurprisingly attracted opposing views, both from a privacy perspective, but also from the, the very real and practical challenges and expense of storing such mas massive volumes of data. I think the three years plus three months proposal in the Law Commission's report should, I think, be seen as sensible and pragmatic uh, as a compromise. Uh, the retention discussion does also then provoke a question on where the data should be stored and, and who should control access to it. There's been no public comment on this, but it seems sensible to me at least that there be a central repository for from which the, the relevant parties can access the data. And, and perhaps this also raises the possibility of, of building in protocols to encourage early data sharing and, and streamline the evidential process and, and the claims process itself. I think whatever the end result, there will also need to be some fairly stringent security protocols and procedures in place so that all the parties can take a reasonable degree of comfort that the data, whoever owns it, will, will be safe and secure. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've only seen in recent times cyber risks um, increase dramatically here, and you can you can well see the value in such data, um, not just in terms of accidents and to manufacturers and insurers, etc., but the perceived value to um, criminal entities. So a real need that that it be safe and secure, of course. Um, but interesting, I guess a central um, repository for data might actually help with that that um, particular worry. Um, any last thoughts on this really interesting topic? I, I guess the, the thing that springs to mind is that whatever the solution for the UK, in the fullness of time, you know, there's no doubt going to be the need to, to be some protocols developed for situations in, involving foreign AVs in the UK and, and UK AVs driving abroad. I think at every turn, the opportunities available here will require a very pragmatic and collaborative approach from the government, from manufacturers and from insurers. I think it's a real opportunity, but there's a lot of hard work to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And a really good point around, you know, once we've sorted out data sharing in the UK, um, you need to look beyond the um, what happens there. And I think really, in general, government has wanted to be seen to be at the forefront here when it comes to AV technology, um, the law lawmaking process and regulation surrounding it. And this is an area for them to continue to show how proactive and progressive that they can be if they can sort out this tricky issue in a way which can, you know, potentially um, transport across to other jurisdictions as well. 
Yeah, I think it's really important because if, if they don't sort out, it's not going to work properly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reality is, you know, it's all very well and good until accidents occur or problems arise and then uh, you've got a system that doesn't, you know, collapses it's, it's, and it takes you part of the way. As a consumer, you know, people buying the vehicles and buying insurance, they're going to want to know that um, the whole of the puzzle is complete before committing to these vehicles. Yeah, I, th- I think that assurance is, is going to be something that's, that's necessary before you, you get really uh, full-scale adoption. Yeah, absolutely. Really interesting. Thank you, Callum. I think this is a topic that we'll be you know continuing to pick up on as it progresses and really interesting to see how it develops. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye.